Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I always like to begin with something interesting. And if you got money from Google this past week, Google says you can keep it. Now, apparently there were bounties to be paid to some developers who worked with Google Pay. And something totally glitched out. Google sent money to know who knows how many people, anywhere from a few bucks to thousands of dollars. And then Google tried to get the money back. And they could, but only if you didn't spend it already. And in case that happens, Google says, well, you have a gift. Thank you. I'm like, oh, wow, how come I didn't get any money from Google? But I started thinking about this. Google's app management platform is called Google Play. And then we start talking about Google Navigation. You know, instead of Maps, it should be called Google Way, right? I mean, wouldn't that make sense? I don't know. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's called the Kim Commando Show because I am America's beloved digital goddess here with you once again. It's the nation's largest show about all things digital, your most trusted source. And you can find our award-winning show on over 425 top radio stations throughout the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. And you can get us commercial-free as a podcast, as a webcast, over at GetKim.com. And a special shout-out goes to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network radio, serving more than 375,000 American servicemen and women in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force in 175 different countries. And as always, if you're just too shy, you can send me a note on the website with your questions. Just head over to commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. All right. Every single day, I visit at least 30 different websites to make sure that you're up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to talk about consumer tech, pass along five things that you need to know about it. Well, let's go back to 1984. That was Apple's first WWDC. I always want to say it like it's a wrestling match. That's the Worldwide Developers Conference. And Steve Jobs, that's when he actually introduced the first Mac computer. Uh, So the WWDC is all about the software that's going to power the hardware that's going to come out from Apple in the fall. And why the fall? Oh, coinky-dinky, just in time for Christmas shopping. Yes. So it's going to be happening on June 5th, and here's what's rumored as to what's going to be dropping. Number one, all the software that's going to power Apple's VR headset. That's right. They've been working on this for so many years. People have been talking about it. Of course, it's going to have a better design than the Oculus or the MetaQuest. The price tag, $3,000. Ooh, that's a lot of money. Uh, iOS 17, of course, a tune-up and fixes a whole bunch of problems. Mac OS 14, this is a new operating system to redesign all the system settings on your Mac. And this is going to kill off some older products. Like, for example, the iPhone 8, the iPhone 10. Hasta la vista, baby. All right, number two in our list, Google promises not to miss... Promises not to make a mistake on your flight. So, first of all, before we talk about that, Google search results are out this past week uh, as far as where are the big summer vacation destinations. So, here's what we're talking about. Number one is London, then Cancun, Paris, Orlando, Rome, and New York. Those are expected to be the big summer vacation destinations. So, now we all know where not to go, right? (laughs) But let's talk about Google Flights. Is that when it comes time for your tickets, It's always nerve-wracking because you don't know exactly if you're getting a fair price or a good price. And and I've never had the nerve to ask the person next to me, like, so how much was that ticket as compared to my ticket? 
So Google has come up with a novel idea that they think is going to make everybody go to Google Flights, is that if you book through Google Flights, is that they're going to give you kind of a price guarantee. And if the price goes down before your first flight, you're going to get the money back, the difference in cash, which is actually a pretty good idea. And so how are they able to make this guarantee? Of course, by the algorithms. They're not going to do this on any flight where they know that they're going to lose. And But there is the advantage of it going to, say, uh, Expedia or Kayak or one of those other ones, is that with Google, you're actually booking through the airline directly. So when you do this, you know that your airfare may be refundable versus non-refundable if you go to a third-party site. Now, the only airline that's uh, not applicable to this, mm, Southwest Airlines, Southwest Airlines. You know, it reminds me of a story. Um, years ago, I was flying on Southwest Airlines when they still served meals. And I remember the flight attendant came over and she's like, um, would you like, are you, well, will you be eating with us? And I said, uh, well, what are my options? And she looked at me and she said, yes or no. It's like, okay, I was kind of hoping like food choices. Uh, number three on our list, oh, another bad day for Tesla. Your secret is not safe with Tesla. I'm talking about your private recordings. Word out this past week, a big, big investigation from Reuters that some former Tesla employees say that the videos and recordings from the customer's car cameras from inside the car were actually visible by the Tesla employees. A video of a man coming up to a Tesla in the nude, a kid getting flung up in the air during a bike accident, lots of car crashes, road rage. But there's also some videos that they had um, intimate moments, right, of people inside their Tesla car. Now, Tesla's privacy notice says your camera's recordings remain anonymous and are not linked to your vehicle. Liar, liar, hair's on fire. Okay, because these former employees say that they could tell the location of the recordings and also where the Tesla owner lived. Mm-mm-mm, not anonymous. So now if you have a Tesla, just know whatever you're doing at a Tesla, maybe the Tesla employees are all taking a sneak peek too. Uh, number four on our list is Gen Z is going down for a good reason. Gen Z, those folks born from the mid-90s through 2010, they are not obsessing over an iPhone. Believe it or not, they want dumb phones, the generations before the iPhone. They want flip phones, Nokia-type phones, because they say that they're just so tired of being tied to the screen all the time. So companies like Punked and Light are the major manufacturers, and they say, again, we just want a phone. We don't want all of the social media. Isn't that interesting? I mean, this generation over anyone else, right? They've grown up with this technology. And now they're saying they just don't want it. And last, this coming in at number five, the big price for online dating. It's called Tinder Vault. It's a $500 monthly subscription available to anyone so desperate that they're willing to pay it. They say for this 500 bucks a month, you get more profile boosts. Uh, so you're going to show up in the feed more for people swiping. Uh, you get a personal concierge service for around-the-clock pickup lines. You get a premium passport for Tinder's most elite. $500 a month. Crazy. Uh, what did the chess player download? Why did the chess player download Tinder and Prague? Anybody? Anybody? He was looking for a chess mate. <laughs> yeah, that cracked me up too. All right, coming up in our money tip, we're going to tell you how you're wasting money and give you some smart fixes to save on that tech. And we have some new browsers for your phone. And we have all of your phone calls. And you have me, here on Kim Commando today. 
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. Okay, I have to tell you guys and gals a story. Uh, last July, Congressman Brandon Guffies, he's from South Carolina. Let me tell you, his life, his family's life was changed forever when his 17-year-old son, Gavin, took his life. Gavin fell victim to a cruel extortion scheme. You know what that is. It entails a scammer asking for some money because they say we have all these compromising photos of you doing something and we're going to release them out into the wild unless you pay us this big ransom. Now, let me tell you, there's a huge trend right now, sextortion, that are targeting uh, specifically boys between the ages of 14 and 17 years old. Uh, Congressman, thank you so much for being here. And I know this has to be such an incredible, difficult conversation to have. Well, um, I actually have it every day. I, I wear this pen to, to actually open up the conversation. Um, and the more people that hear the story, the better, I think, the better we are because hopefully we can save some lives by people understanding exactly what the crime is. So so tell us what happened to Gavin specifically. Uh, July 27th, uh, 22, um, he got off uh, from playing video games with friends about midnight, told them that uh, I had asked him to get off, which I, had, I did not. Um, and uh, he had received a message from a girl that that uh, was at a neighboring college that had mutual friends online. Um, he found her very attractive. They start talking. It wasn't that he sent images. It was actually a video recording. So they got into a private chat where they had video recording. Um, okay. And little did he know that this was a scammer that was recording the device that they um, that they were using and then used okay. those images to try and blackmail him. Did he did he talk to you or your wife about this or? Well, I'm finding that it's very common with these kids. It's just so much shame. Most of yeah. them think that they can take their life and no one ever find out as as to why. Because they were having these conversations or sharing images on encrypted um, messages. So the only way that I found out was because the scammer continued to try to extort my 16 year old, my 14 year old cousin and then myself. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding. No. All the way up until Gavin died on July 27th. August the 20th was, would have been his 18th birthday. And I got a message on his 18th birthday that said, did I tell you your son begged for his life with a laughing face? Oh, my God. How awful. How awful. Evil. I mean, that's just that's just evil to do yes. that. So based on that, what has become your life's mission? I say it all the time whenever I got in politics and I had talking points and issues, not to say those aren't important, but now I actually have a mission. Um, and that is really to save children from having to deal with this. And as I started digging into this extortion, I found that it's not just teens. Um, teenage boys are the ones that are getting most of the headlines, but they're doing the same thing to teenage girls to use those images and those videos to bait the teenage boys. 
They're using dating sites. They are um, pretending that, you know, they get someone that's in the dating age and then they claim that you've contacted someone that's underage and they'll spoof phone calls. And there's entire call centers set up doing this. It's not like it's one individual. You know, I always find it astounding that these scammers are so sophisticated that you can go on the dark web and you can download the tools, almost software as a service. Like, like yes. you would get Google Docs okay? and, and you pay them a certain amount. And as you astutely mentioned, I don't think a lot of people realize this, is that they have full call centers. I mean, just yes. just regular call centers like we used to see in, in telemarketing days. I mean, and where they field the phone calls and they make the phone calls. Uh, was law enforcement of any assistance? Yeah, I mean, I, at the time I was on county council um, and I was chair of justice and public safety. Um so, you know, I, I have a good relationship with my sheriff. However, it's now progressed to a federal level, um, and the case is still ongoing. Uh, but VPNs make it very difficult. The jurisdictional boundaries, especially whenever you start talking about countries, whether it's countries or states, makes it very difficult. So are, are you proposing any type of legislation to, to yes. combat this problem? So there's seven states in the U.S. right now that address sextortion. Um, but I, I wanted to introduce one in South Carolina because it's not currently against the law. You know, with my bill, what I've done is I've said that if you're an adult targeted child or an at-risk adult, then you're looking at a 15-year minimum sentence. But as we all know, most of the crimes are not being committed within our own state. So that's not yeah. essentially addressing the problem. So we have an additional bill um, that says that if you are blackmailing someone and it results in death, you will be charged with manslaughter. Um, so that steps it up a little bit. And then we also have That's an good. additional bill that is just sharing images without consent, um, especially that would be embarrassing um, that, or that um, you don't necessarily have to blackmail someone, but it really attacks the revenge porn. Yeah, you know, I've I've gotten calls over the years about sextortion and, you know, various people getting taken on all these scams. And it's, you know, nothing compares to the sextortion of of a child. Uh, yes. And I'm really sorry that, that this happened to your son. Um, if we have anybody who's listening right now as a parent, what advice would you have for them? I think the best advice uh, for parents is to not allow your child to have um, their device in their bedroom or in a bathroom, that if they're going to have devices and be on social media, make sure that it's in public settings, um, in the family room or outside, but nothing to where they can be completely in private with their phone. I think that stops a lot of it. I don't believe that we're going to be able to tell kids to stop taking pictures as part of their culture. You grew up on Snapchat, creating streets. Right. Um, and that's the way that they have a relationship now. But have that conversation with your kid. Tell them not to share images, but also offer them grace and let them know mm-hmm. we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Right. And that if you make the mistake, that's not something that's worth ending your life. We will address that problem if you make the mistake. Well, you know, that's really great wisdom, Brandon. I mean, that is because we always want to have that open door, that communication with our kids but it kind of crosses the line when they get to be that 16, 17, you know, teenagers when, you know, sex is kind of a, 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 a kind of a, a weird topic at that age. We yes. all know it. 
and to just kind of put it out there. And I love what you said. You know, we all make mistakes. And if you make a mistake, I'm your mom, I'm your dad. I'm here to help. And I can do that. Right. And we can we can fix this together. Thank you for spending your time with us. And, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you push this forward, uh, just know that I'm I'm a thousand percent with you on this. Thank you so much. A lot of it's just spreading the word so parents and teens can have that conversation. And you're certainly helping me do that. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. You know, I'm going to say a prayer for his family. You know, what a tough situation. And if you're so inclined, do it. Hey, listen, our trivia question of the week is coming up. And this one is a toughie. So be sure you have your thinking cap on. Of course, we have more tips and more of your phone calls that you never, ever want to miss here on Kim Commando today. Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing, cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. Let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more. Alrighty, get your brain cells ready for an epic challenge here with Commanding the Tech World Trivia. Now, let me tell you, this is not any ordinary trivia game. You need to put your thinking cap on because you're going to harness the intellect to ace this challenge. And we're super excited to welcome a special guest contestant this week who's going to be trying to get the ultimate prize. It's a Kim Commando Show fanny pack plus a free bag of Dr. Marty's Nature's Blend dog food. And that's a value of $59.95. And joining us here on Commanding the Tech World Trivia is John in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Hi there, John. Hi, Kim. And how are you today? I'm fantastic. So what do you do in San Antonio? Um, I'm actually retired, and I'm an avid traveler, so I'm getting ready to take a trip soon. (laughs) Well, that's terrific. That's terrific. All right, so we're going to talk about EVs on our trivia, electric vehicles, okay? Now, official statistics and projections from the U.S. Department of Energy show that despite, you know, the whole country's push for EVs, most of us are still choosing gas-powered cars, and projections are that we're going to continue to buy mostly gas-powered cars at least until the year 2050. But we're going to go back in time, okay? And I'm going to ask you, what was the first electric car to be mass-produced? The first electric car to be mass-produced, okay? So I'm going to give you four options. It's up to you to say which was the first electric car to be mass-produced. Okay, are you ready, John? Yes, I am. All right, so was it the Prius? Was it a Tesla Model S? Was it the Columbia or was it the Leaf? Okay, so what was the first electric car to be mass-produced? The Prius, the Tesla Model S, the Columbia, or the Leaf? I know what you're thinking. that It was the Dodge Chargeable, but that's not on the list. 
Prius, the Tesla, the Columbia, or the Leaf. So what do you think the answer? Well, I've never heard of the Columbia, and I know Tesla came after the market started. Um, I was, I'd say the Prius, the Toyota Prius. Okay, so John in San Antonio, Texas, going with his final answer, the Prius. And let's see what the judges say. Oh. No. Okay, here, make it. Okay, make another guess. Just make one more guess. The Prius, the Tesla, um, Columbia, or the Leaf? The Leaf? Hmm. You know what? This was a hard one. I think you're going to win anyway. You're going to win the fanny pack and the Dr. Marty's right. free food. Okay, because this is a tough one. Because I actually saw this myself, and I thought this is going to make a great trivia question. We have to go back in time for the first mass-produced electric car. It actually happened in 1897. It was astounding to me. It was called the Columbia, and it had a range of 40 to 50 miles on a single charge. It's like, wow. Had no idea that that happened. I learned something today. Yes. So and then there was one. And then in the year 1900, uh, Lahner Porsche came out with another one that had 50 miles per hour. But so the answer is, hey, Sherry, go on Jeopardy. And I know you're going to win there. It's at the 1897 Columbia Electric Car was the first one. You know, I have to tell you this. I walked into the Tesla car dealership um, very months and months ago. And they said, you know, how can I help you? I said, I'm just wondering how much they charge. And nobody laughed. I was like, get it? Charge. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> sorry. All right. So you're getting ready to go on a trip. Where are you heading this time? I'm heading to Italy for two weeks. Nice. And, nice. Where are you going? Oh, yeah. All over? Uh, uh, I'm taking a tour that's going to take me to all the major places in Italy. It's a fast rush through type of trip. Everything from Rome to Naples to Venice to Milan and hopefully seeing all the big important things. <laughs> well, if you can get to Lake Como, that's I'm, pretty amazing. It, I'm hoping to get out on a boat ride out there. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was I did that with my son a couple of years ago. It was so fun. And we went by George Clooney's house there on the lake. And Ooh, I'm like nice. I started I was thinking, I was like, George, it's Kim, George, it's Kim. And then, you know, the security guards came out. And Ian's like, okay, come on, Mom, we got to go. So that was it. (laughs) Uh, Nice. So how can I help you out today? Well, with me being an average traveler like I am and going to airports and hotel rooms, that you always see these USB ports all over the place to be able to charge your phone. And recently I was trying to do my due diligence, and I saw a checklist that says never plug your phone in directly because it could possibly have somebody on the other end hacking your data and that you should only charge your um, your, uh, like juice pack or your battery pack through those. Well, I came across looking online, and I found that they actually have these data blockers that you can put on the end of your USB port so you could plug it in the airport or in a hotel room. And that way, they're not able to access your data, even if there is somebody on the other end trying to steal it. And yeah. I was just wondering what your take on some some technology like that now. Do you think you should do that or just stay, stay away from them? Well, you know, if you can stay away from them, that would be the best bet. But it's called juice jacking. And so essentially, when you plug your phone in, 
uh, to get some juice is that they're going to jack all your data. And so that's why it's called juice jacking. So these little data blockers, they, they sit between the phone and then the power outlet, and it blocks the data from being transferred from the phone. And so they're actually, you know, they're, they're only like 10 bucks, you know, eight or nine bucks. I mean, you know, and it's just this little thing. You know, if you're going to be using a lot of public uh, USB outlets, I would say absolutely 100% that you should just be using one of these. But I try to just make sure that whenever I'm traveling, because I like to travel a lot too, is that I always make sure that I have a really good portable power bank so I don't have to depend upon the outlets in the airport. Uh, I don't depend upon the outlet in the plane because nine times out of ten, that thing just does not work for some reason. (laughs) Unless maybe it's just me, um, my bad luck. And so, you know, what I carry is a what's called an anchor power core. Uh, it's $25, and it's not very heavy. It fits in, you know, pocket purse, backpack, whatever it may be. And it will charge your phone up to three times. And they also have other ones that are just a little bit bigger that if you're going to be uh, traveling, like, with your MacBook or your Windows PC, your Chromebook or whatever, is that can also charge that. So, you know, my best advice is try not to use... Any USB charging ports anywhere, try to be your own powerful person and just carry as much power as you need. But if you do need to use them, it's not a bad idea just to pop one of these directly into your your travel bag. So in case you do need it, you always have it. Uh, There's one in particular that I like. It's made by a company called JSAUX. Uh, Hang on the line, John, and we're going to make sure that you pick that one over on Amazon instead of the ones that are there that have horrible reviews because there are just a ton of them on Amazon. And happy travels to you, John, and thanks for your call today. All right, it's time now for our official money tip. You don't want to miss this one ever. And this week is brought to us by Simply Safe. All right, I want you to look around your house. How much do you think you've spent on gadgets over the years? Yeah, like me, way too much. And so let's talk about some ways that you can save some money. Number one, the problem. Every time a new phone comes out, you're tempted to buy it. Raise your hand. Yes, I am too. But maybe you don't have to. I mean, you can save hundreds of dollars every single year by just using the same phone, right? Uh, What you can do is make that old phone feel shiny and new again. And so you're going to clean out the gunk on the inside, and we're going to give you some tips to clean out the inside too. Next, you're searching high and low for coupon codes. Mm, Don't do that. Just get Honey. Go to justhoney.com. I use it all the time. And then also you're trying to score deals the wrong way. And maybe you're looking on Craigslist or in the in Marketplace, what you want to do is check out Amazon Renewed. It's a great place where you can find used gear. A lot of it comes with a little bit of a warranty and guarantee, and a lot of it also has a 90-day money-back guarantee. So those are some good ways where you can save some big bucks on tech. And if you need more information about that, just hit the website at commando.com, and there's a link under Kim's show. All right, still to come, what about your phone? What type of browser are you using on your phone? Maybe you could be using a better browser. We have more of your phone calls and that coming up that you don't want to miss. Uh, Becky in Atlanta, Georgia. Well, uh, we were. I work uh, in a interior shutter manufacturing company. I manage the office, so one of the things I do is oversee the. Well, with it being a small company, I just oversee everything sort of in the office. So one of the things sure. is the uh, cell phone bill, and it has you know twelve, fourteen cell numbers on it. So a couple of months ago, uh, my coworker, who has one of those lines, 
called me and he said, hey, my phone stopped working. And he said, I was just using it and it stopped working. So he contacted the carrier, Verizon, and they said, your your cell phone number, your line has been ported away from the account. It just happened. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Oh, that's and awful. And he said, as soon as he got some got some information from the cell phone company, and he had an app on his phone for Coin Wallet. And as soon as the phone was ported, within minutes, his uh, cryptocurrency was wiped out. Yeah, that's a that's a nightmare. Um, it is. And so, what did the carrier say? Well, the carrier said that Martin had called in and requested the port. And, of course, we know Martin didn't do that. Martin's line was the one that was stolen. So right. someone somehow was able to get that port authorized. And and then basically got a copy of everything that he has on the phone. That's what happened. Yeah, and probably so got the two-factor authentication codes and all that. Yeah, and that's that is that's a complete nightmare. And I'm so glad that you called Becky to tell me this story because mm-hmm. uh, you you have to set up this extra layer of security. And you can obviously you have a PIN number, but you actually want to make sure that you put a password under what's called port validation. Um, I think the carrier should be required that you put a password there, but it's optional for some reason. I don't I don't get it. Okay. So in your online account settings is that mm-hmm. what you do is you want to go through and see where how you set up what's called a port validation password or, or PIN number. Because as you mentioned, is that, you know, the two-factor authentication, that goes directly to the phone. And then guess what? The criminals have everything that they need to go into any one of your accounts at that point. Because think about everything that you have on your home. Um, now, Verizon does have a free app called Verizon Identity. And did the did mm-hmm. Verizon tell you about this at all? Oh no, they they have been forthcoming with very much information at all. I have a no confidence that we're any safer after this has happened than we were before. Okay, well, first of all, then we well with every with every phone cuz like you mentioned, you're a small business, you're running a lot of different things. Now you have to be an expert in phone security too, right? You're like, wait, what, right. what happened to this? Okay. Uh, is, you know, Var- Verizon has different levels of service. Make sure that you are a Verizon business account uh, because this way you get, you get discounts. But in addition to that, you, are, you normally get like a rep that will actually help you out because you're, you're mm-hmm. I mean, with all these lines, you should be a business, uh, be one of their business accounts. But this Verizon app called Identity, it gives you um, additional layers of security for push notifications or pins or certain actions. Um, but really what we need to do is make sure that you have a password on this port, uh, this port request because that should never, ever happen again. Uh, one of the things that may have happened to Martin, and I'm not sure, is that uh, you know maybe when he was moving so quickly on his phone getting things done – that he may have gotten some type of phishing scam, and it could mm-hmm. have been a phone call, an email, or a text message claiming yeah. to be from Verizon and asking him to do these certain steps. 
Uh, and at that point, that's when the scammers, the hackers, the criminals, whatever you want to call them, is that that's when they were able to kind of step in there and then take that phone away from him and also all of his cryptocurrency because he had that saved on his phone too. So uh, once again, Becky, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing this important security uh, issue up. And again, it's called, called a port validation password or PIN. And in your uh, cellular account, the app, just make sure that you have that set up. And Becky, uh, thank you for your call today. You know, if you are managing a lot of phones, one of the things that you might want to think about is start looking at MDM software. Hmm, a new acronym, MDM, Mobile Device Management. And what it does, it will help you track phone usage, set limits, and remotely wipe these devices if necessary. A couple of names is JamF Pro, Mobile Iron, and also Saudi Mobile Control. We have links to these over on the website, by the way. All right, let's talk about the browser next that you're using on your phone. Is there a better browser that's more privacy-focused? So, like, let's start with Mozilla's Firefox. The smartphone version is just lightning fast. You can browse the web privately. It blocks third-party tracking cookies by default. And if you use Firefox on your PC or laptop, it's kind of a no-brainer that it's a natural for your phone because everything just syncs up so nicely. Next up, both the Brave browser and Google Chrome browser have incognito mode, bookmarks, and security features. And Brave will block most of the ads on web pages too, but be a good internet user and whitelist sites so this way we can all pay our bills. And then there's the underdog, Ecosia. It has a slew of privacy and security features, but any money that they make, they spend on planting trees. And they say right now, They've planted over 130 million trees. You can find links to all these browsers over at commando.com. And I want you to do me a solid, do me a favor. Tell at least three friends about the Kim Commando Show and the Kim Commando Tape Podcast because every single person needs more tech smarts. And, you know, knowledge is power. You can find me 24-7 at the site. That's commando.com with the K. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Prohibited.